0: Hey, my name is Nick Carter, and family to me is my three kids and my lovely wife.
1: Hello, and welcome to We Are Family. I'm your host, Julia Dennison, and I'm here with musician Nick Carter, who you will, of course, know from the Backstreet Boys. His new single, Easy, featuring country singer Jimmy Allen, is out now, and the Backstreet Boys DNA World Tour 2022 kicks off this summer. He's also just become a dad again for the third time with his wife, Lauren. Nick, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So as everyone's going to be listening to this, your single easy will have been out. What's it been like being in the studio again? It must feel like a home away from home.
0: It's absolutely incredible. I'm getting ready to start touring with the boys again very soon. June, I think, is our first show at the Hollywood Bowl out in Los Angeles. So really excited about that. But to kind of get things kind of going again, I was writing and recording music. With my producer, Vic Martin, and the song Easy came from that writing session. Uh, this was about three or four months ago. And we had this idea of doing kind of like a pop crossover country kind of thing. And I was a really big fan of Jimmy Allen, who is up-and-coming uh, country star, who um, I love his music, and asked him to join me on the record. And so he wrote a second verse on it, and we just pretty much started writing and talking about our lives as is right now, raising kids, uh, being husbands and, you know, entertainers all at the same time. So it was pretty easy and a lot of fun to to work with him.
1: The raising kids part is what's interesting to us over here at Parents, because obviously this is a family podcast. What do your kids think about your music? Do you bring them into the recording studio? Yeah, it's interesting because I've had
0: two years off. I think it was you know, tw- I can't remember when we, we stopped with the tour with the boys. My daughter, Pearl, was not even born yet. Uh, and my other daughter, Saoirse, they really don't know uh, that daddy is a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> my uh, son, I brought him to our Vegas residency when we had first um, moved to Vegas about five years ago. And he came to one of the shows and he saw me, but he's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, my daughter, Saoirse, actually, she's the one that loves to sing, And in the morning when I'm waking up, preparing uh, breakfast for the kids and getting them ready for school, you know, I'll be watching the baby monitor (laughs) and she'll be the one just in the crib singing to herself, twinkle, twinkle, little star, you know, old McDonald had a farm, all of them. And she can actually carry a tune. So now that she's, you know, two years old and I'm getting ready to go on the road and I'm kind of getting this like not necessarily fear, but anxiety, because I'm like, I'm going to miss them so much. And you know, are they're in school, you know, are they going to be able to come on the road? Is she going to see, you know, who daddy is? And, and is she going to get jealous of the the girls and the fans watching us on stage? You know, uh, all those things. And I'm really excited to to perform and have her be in the audience for the first time because she really loves music. She loves to sing. Her and I actually, we do like a back and forth thing sometimes, you know, uh, and she actually, I think, can harmonize, which is pretty impressive.
1: Oh, my God. That is so cute. She is going to love it. Yeah, That moment when she sees dad on stage, I think it's probably going to be like, oh, my goodness, that is so cool. So now, obviously, pop star life is not always easy. If your kids turn around and say that they want to join a boy or a girl band or, you know, they want to get into music, what would you say?
0: Well, I've had this uh, discussion with my friends and my wife. School is more important. Than anything because I started at basically touring the world at, you know, 13, 14, I'm really, really young. You know, I'm grateful for, you know, how it it, it turned out, but we were talking about. I think you're going to go through the school choir. You're going to go through the school programs first, you know, and then once you turn 18, if you want to do what you want to do, you can, you know, those types of things. I just, you know, school is so important to me uh, for, for my children to have structure, to be able to have that foundation uh, first and foremost. So, but listen, if they, if they want to talk about it, they want to listen to it, all those things, it's great. But I want them to be able to be kids first and, you know, and, and really enjoy that part of their lives.
1: Fair enough. So now Pearl is what, 10 months old? Yes. I'm always in awe of my friends who have three kids. They, you know, outnumber the parents. It can feel like a lot. What's that been like now that you're, you have three kids in that family? For me, it's about
0: the delegation of time. You know, you have three different personalities, three different needs, three different human beings that, that want affection and attention. Uh, one hand, you got a, you know, a 10, a 10 month old, you know, over there crying. Then you have your daughter on the other hand, like wanting your attention. Then your son, you know, all happening all at the same time. You're learning on the job. You're figuring it all out and, and experiencing. I love the challenge. I think it's great, but thankfully I have you know, my wife, um, who's able to help, you know, you know, right now, Odin, he's uh five, five years old and he's all about mommy right now. Everything is mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, that's good. You go to your mommy. I'll take care of the two girls. <laughs> it's a challenge. And by the end of the day, I'm exhausted and I'm going to sleep and waking up early, but I, I, I absolutely love it. And you know, the beauty is that hopefully when they get a little bit older, Uh, that they'll start to entertain each other. Right.
1: That's the dream right there.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. Um,
1: I love the names that you picked out. Sorsha, so beautiful. Odin, I love that. And Pearl, what was your process when it came to uh, naming them?
0: Odin was, I don't know if we were watching this show Vikings or not, and if that was the inspiration (laughs) or not, or maybe it was a Marvel movie. I don't know. But my wife wanted to, that was her choice of the name for our son. It's unique, it's different. There's strength in it. I, I think that's, we, we like that. But that was obviously something that she, she wanted, she chose. And I'm, I'm like, hey, you're, you're the mom. <laughs> yeah, that's what she wants. It's your choice. Right. Uh, but then we were on the road. Oh, we were over in Italy on tour with the Backstreet Boys. Uh, and we were in Milan and I have a little bit of like Irish blood in me and so's, um, my wife as well. And we love Irish culture and we were watching this movie called, uh, Song of the Sea. Odin was on the road with us while we were over in tour in Europe and we were playing it for him all the time. And we, unfortunately my wife had uh, some miscarriages and we lost a, and so that happened prior to that. And so Saoirse turned out to be a rainbow baby, but mm. the lead character in the film song of the sea, her name was Saoirse and the little boy, he was like this little blonde older brother, you know, who was dealing with his younger sister I like to say in some ways, Odin, you knew who your sister Saoirse was because you saw her in the movie. And so she was a rainbow baby. And and so we decided to name her after the lead character in the movie. Loved it. I recommend the movie to anybody. It's so great. But that was sort of like our lullaby.
1: I, I know that movie. I totally love it, too.
0: The music is incredible. And it was so great. So I was the one who got the choice of the rainbow baby with Saoirse. And then Pearl was actually something that my wife actually wanted to name one of our children. And that was an option for Searsha. And so uh, Pearl sort of was a, a, another miracle situation. And I said, well, I just think it's fitting just to name her her Pearl. And so I said, baby little Pearl, baby Saoirse, and big brother Odin.
1: That's beautiful. So talk to me a little bit about uh, more about what happened. There were some complications with Pearl and you went through those miscarriages. And, and often we, we talk about you know what the moms go through and that's obviously pivotal and very important, but sometimes we don't talk enough about the dads. Yeah. So how did you kind of cope through all that? What was that time period like for you?
0: For me, it, number one, it's recognizing that it's not about me, you know, and that's the first thing. This is something that she's going through and I have to just be there to to support her. I don't want to get too specific in the details, but, you know, just being there in the most, um, the toughest times and watching this person who you love so much go through those things and you really don't have any control over it those are some of the toughest things to go through but just to be there emotionally spiritually and to lift lift them up i mean there's a lot of stuff i'm i'm sure a lot of people out there know how you know what that feels like but just to be the rock at the time and to just be you know, try not to be opinionated, try not to do anything other than just be there. And that is the most important part.
1: Hey folks, it's Hunter Lewis, Editor-in-Chief of Food & Wine. This fall, we're launching the new Food & Wine Classic in Charleston with our partners at Southern Living, Travel & Leisure, and we want to see you there. This incredible three-day culinary experience will showcase the hospitality, food, drinks, and culture of one of our favorite cities in the country. Join us September 27th to 29th to learn more from iconic chefs, share a glass with innovative wine experts, and get to know Charleston with one-of-a-kind experiences curated by the experts at food and wine, southern living, and travel and leisure. Tickets are on sale now at foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. That's foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. See you down in Charleston. Your Instagram is just so full of pictures of your family and your kids. It's so sweet. And you have a highlight on there with family with a red heart next to it. You're clearly a very hands-on dad, you know, getting on the floor and playing with Lego and things like that. Um, What would you say your parenting style is? And did you always want to be a dad?
0: You don't know if you want to be a dad until you are a dad necessarily. I don't, it's hard to explain. I've always been a person who just wants to give and care for people everyone, and anybody who's ever come into my life, and a lot of, a lot of my friends and, and family say, you know, you were meant to be this, but for me, knowing that you have these three individuals and human beings who have a clean slate and a fresh start is a responsibility that I embrace and, and love, knowing that you, you can give them unconditional love You can, you give them the opportunity to to have a peaceful and healthy household. Um, These are all things that are in me and that I want to do. So to say that, did I always want to be a dad? Again, I've I've always wanted to take care of people and and take care of the ones that I love the most. And now that I have those three little munchkins, (laughs) I will never let them down. I will always be there through thick and thin And, you know, they are, they're everything to me.
1: That's so sweet. I love that. So we talk a lot on this podcast about chosen family, family that's not necessarily biological. Who would you say is in your chosen family? Would you consider the Backstreet Boys part of the family?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I met the guys when I was 12 years old. You know, that's literally only six years away from my son's age right now. And when I met them, I was introduced to four other individuals who came from families, you know, different types of families, all walks of life. You know, some guys were from Kentucky, some were from Orlando, some were from, you know. So I was able to really learn a lot from them and that chosen family that I was with, and at a very young age, and you know, so I'm very grateful to to my to my guys going on thir- thirty years wow. of being in this in this group. And when we when we're on the road, when our buses are all in tandem and together, you know, we we stop and we get off. We go to a hotel or we go to a venue. All of our families get off together, and they're playing together and they're congregating. and Everyone's like, it's just a very big family. It's a really big family, and I'm very uh, grateful to have my brothers, my four brothers.
1: That's wonderful. So, really quick, just thinking about your own childhood, is there anything from your own childhood that you wanted to replicate? When you became a parent, or is there anything that you were like, "I do not want to put my own kids through that
0: Well, I mean again, like I say, you know, I started at such a young age, twelve years of age, you know, mm-hmm. started to be a provider for for my family at the time, you know i I was the the breadwinner or and all those things, and at a very young age, I was working, yeah uh, it's a lot and, of pressure. you know, and it's a lot of pressure yeah it's it's a lot, but I think for me, saying something without saying it, you know it's going back to what we were talking about before, allowing my children to be kids. They, they could just be kids, enjoy their lives, grow up, go to school, have friends, take them to karate, you know, it's like T-ball here, you know, whatever it is, you know, just let them be kids and let me be the provider for them. It's my job to to just That's what that, it's maybe a little old fashioned or whatever, but I'm the dad, I'm the provider, my wife, we, we together are there to give them, to allow them to have their childhood and to not necessarily have to, to work for us.
1: Fair enough. So the last question we ask everybody is what are your hopes and dreams for your family for the future?
0: I have so many hopes and dreams for my, my children and my family. The one thing (laughs) It's so silly. Yeah. I I I want to see them go to college. I want to be able to take them to college. I want to be able to just a normal life, you know, a normal life, whatever they want to do as far as their profession goes, that's really up to them. I, I just want to have school be a priority and the dreams is that they I, I remember having this conversation with one of the staff people at at one of the schools that I'm taking my children to. And they asked me that, they said that question said, what do you want? I said, um, I want them to be better than me. And that's, that's my only dream.
1: That's great. Nick, thank you so much for coming on We are family. This has been great to talk.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Nick Carter. Next time you'll hear from the legendary mom, grandmother and morning show host, Gail King. Be sure to follow We Are Family on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at parents.com slash we are family podcast. We Are Family is presented by me, Julia Dennison, and produced by Sam Walker. Editing is by Vincent Cashion, and thanks also to the rest of our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, and Danielle Roth. We'll see you back here next week for more We Are Family.